This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a conversation about the mundane. One thing that we can promise is that our conversation will be less than fascinating so that you can feel free to drift off. Thank you for joining us, and we hope you will listen and sleep. I'm your host, Marco Timpano. And I'm your co-host, Nidhi Kana. And Nidhi, I think we should talk about Political processes. Ah, yes, Marco. Now, politically, we have three, I think, main uh, bodies of government in Canada, right? You have the municipal government, the the provincial provincial government, government, and then, of course, the federal federal government. Do you know anything about political processes within these three areas? I I don't know very much on that on that front. I know that decisions that are made by our politicians can have outcomes that affect individuals like me and where you can't always be up on everything that goes before whichever council. For example... I recently went to fight a parking ticket ah, yes. that I had received to find out that the municipal politicians had decided that you can no longer fight a parking ticket and have the justice of the peace or reduce the amount of the fine so that if you were to plead guilty, you would be paying the same amount that you would that is that appears on your ticket in order to discourage people like myself or yourself to go to court to fight the ticket so you can fight fight and say not guilty but the chances of you getting off if the officer is there are very slim and previously you could plead guilty but the 
depending on the circumstances because everybody has or many people have a circumstance where they could be parking in a situation where they didn't get the meter for whatever reason or they parked in a zone that they weren't aware was a non-parking zone you could plead your case to the justice of the peace and and they could determine whether or not that fine should be reduced or if that ticket should be thrown out of court but thanks to the municipal politicians who wanted to do a cash grab in our city of Toronto <laughs> they have not allowed citizens like myself to appear in front of a justice of the peace and plead my case so needless to say I wasn't pleased I can see that it's a bit of a sore spot it for certainly me. is $30 later for <laughs> a ticket that I received I know that um there are a lot of different committees and places, or not places really, I guess just committees, I was going to say groups, but it right. really is committees of council. Sure. Um, with, and each committee either has uh, city councillors on it and citizen members, mm -hmm. or in the case of like a committee of adjustment, it has, I think, only citizen members. So committee of adjustment, Marco, mm -hmm. I think... You told us a story on a previous episode about yes. you going to committee of adjustment or a town hall or something like that. The committee of adjustment is where you can go and plead your case uh, about uh, if you want some sort of change or renovation done to the structure of your home. I see. So let's say you wanted to add a story to your home or an addition. An addition. Or if you wanted to make your driveway bigger, you would have to, um, if it was denied for any reason, you would have to go to Committee of Adjustment mm -hmm. and ask for permission to do that. I see. And that can be a very long process um, in terms of the number of people who go and ask for variances to their property, for example. But I know city councils really do have a multitude of different committees that deal with everything from diversity and inclusion, for example, okay. to um, budget, to even advertising standards. I see. So there's a committee in City Hall for many, many different things. Um, and again, some of these committees you can actually apply to be a citizen member of oh. and have play a role in the decisions that are made at these committees and ultimately the recommendations that are determined at the committee level then go up to city council I wonder where if, it's voted on. If there could be a committee on parking tickets then I as a citizen could beyond with let's say a citizen who's like-minded with me in this case my wife or my best friend Jeff or you know people my neighbor on the left side of me um, even though she doesn't drive a car is sympathetic to my car needs and we could talk about what we want with regards to 
parking violations in the city. Um, you know, it's always disheartening when you go to a meter that is busted and you want to use your credit card to put a parking ticket on your car and uh, you cannot do so, but you need to park in that area because you have an appointment, whether it be a medical appointment or a um, work-related appointment, and you cannot put a parking ticket on your car. You mean the, the right, so you can't pay for your parking. Parking, that's what I meant, thank you. And then you receive a parking ticket from a perhaps lovely meter officer. I don't like to use the word meter maid because it's just gender and there's a lot of different people who work in that job. But uh, that's a committee that I certainly would welcome to be on and voice my opinion. opinion. Well, I'm trying to see what type of committee that type of uh, issue would be dealt with in, in which committee and, sure. um, I'm looking here and I'm thinking that maybe maybe something in the licensing and standards committee mm-hmm. I don't oh, that, know that sounds fair oh. I, you know there's so many different committees in a city council that it's really difficult to figure out which one would actually pertain to parking issues. Fair. Tell me about a moment where you were around such a committee or you may have heard how they vocalized their opinions. I am... uh, mm, That's a good question, Marco. Like, have you ever been around... um, Committees where people have had to sort of voice their opinion, or seen them maybe. Have you ever seen on television a C-SPAN? Oh or, yes, of um, course. You know where where citizens want to speak their mind with regards to certain situations. I know that I would love to be able to speak with regards to the naming of streets and parks and whatnot, because I feel like a lot of times they get named after political figures and I feel like that shouldn't be the case because politicians that's your job it doesn't mean you deserve to have something named after yourself because you do your job because if that was the case then you would think schools would be named after a teacher who taught there or hospitals named after a doctor who worked there Right. It's almost like that's your. You're right. That's your job. So why should it be that warrant, way? Yeah. Warrant you having public recognition for something you're right, paid to do. You never see. Well, maybe you do. Like you never really see Mother Teresa Lane, or. No, oh, I think I think you will see. It, and that's my point. Actually, you're making my point. It should go to someone who accomplished something. Exactly. So you could be a politician. Politician who accomplished something great. And not merely because you were in politics for many years, but because you did something that affected a large number of people in a positive way. And you'll be remembered, Mother Teresa, perhaps a author, 
sure. Margaret Atwood Lane. Sure, I like that. And certainly. Do you think there would be a Marco Timpano? Would you be a street, an avenue? I'd be a boulevard. You'd be a boulevard. Yeah, I think I'd be a boulevard. How about you? A nitty kind of way, oh. a nitty kind of crescent? I think crescent. A crescent? I, think see, I, see, it, I see it as a terrace. Nitty kind of oh, terrace. That's I like where that. I'd like to go. Now, let's talk about store signs. Yes. What strikes you when you see a store sign? I think a good store sign is um, clean. Like there's a, and when I mean clean, it's the font size, the the design sure. of the font. There's, it's easily legible. Um, I like it to be uh, modern. I like it so. I don't particularly like um, signs that you can tell have been there since, you know, the 60s. Right. And the sign has never changed mm-hmm. for, for whatever reason. Um, there is a store in Toronto called Honest Ed's. Yes. That has... Sadly. Yes, and sadly it's, it's going to be knocked down. However, um, it has huge signs yes. and very, very... Um, Garish. Garish and well-known, faintly, it's it's almost a, it is a landmark. It's a landmark for certain, and and I think the fact that it was it had a lot of not neon lights but actual light bulbs that would illuminate uh, the signage, and it had a lot of sort of in-your-face kind of verbiage uh, and verbiage the signs. And it's something that was sort of a landmark in the city. Um, I have to say that you know the signs that I love the most are actually. Ghost signs. Are you familiar with ghost signs? No, what are those? So a ghost sign is a sign that was, let's say, painted on a wall years, many, many years ago. And then they had, let's say, papered signs on top of it and papered signs on top of it. And then those papered signs come off. And what's remaining but the original ghost sign or... Perhaps it was obstructed by another building that was built years later, and that building gets torn down. And then you see the sign that was once there back in the 1900s or the 1930s or the 1960s. And so these ghost signs will appear, and they'll be for products that you've never really heard of or are out of existence and whatnot. So I know that there was a ghost sign not too far from here for... I want to say Birmingham cigarettes and uh, you'll see these ghost signs as more buildings get torn down or or um, modernized or or you know restructured you'll these ghost signs will appear and so it's really quite an interesting thing so I've always been fascinated by ghost signs but unlike yourself I love a sign that's old that has remained and might have incongruent messaging for example there was uh, two signs in particular that I loved in Toronto that are no longer Uh, one was for a old porno theater Mm. called the Metro Porno Theater that uh, is now being made into a climbing gym but it was you could see that this was a porno theater from the 19, 
I want to say 60s because it had a woman in a bikini that was kind of painted on the on the glass sign and it, it she had like an odd look on her face it was supposed to be I guess sexy but it certainly wasn't but it was just an interesting sign that always struck me and the other sign is or was for a mama's bakery and um, mama's bakery had a woman in a kimono holding bread in her hand as she bowed which seemed very odd that is quite incongruous as you say Um, and I just love those old um, signs that have you know interesting character character to them I like those on like actual signs but I guess when I meant modern font when I was thinking about that I was talking about storefronts Mm -hmm. Um, so being able to actually read the sign on the top of the store versus signs that you might find as advertising or or Mm -hmm. things like that Um, how do you feel about neon signs if it's done right, mm-hmm. it could be fun. See, I like it if it's done wrong. Because oh. then it's it's even more fun. When a sign is meant to portray something, but rather doesn't, yeah. it fails. A sign fail, if you will. Sure. I feel like Las Vegas is one big sign fail. Well, you know, you can go to the Las Vegas sign. I think it's called Sign Graveyard. And uh, it has in it all the old casinos that are no longer uh they're their old neon and and dramatic signs and um it has like uh the lady slipper i believe and there was a cowboy a giant cowboy that was there and you can walk amongst the the neon side graveyard or the the outdoor sign sort of museum i guess i don't know for lack of a a better term of it and you could see the various um old signs that are just kind of sitting there the stardust i think is one i think it's called the neon museum okay and it's uh it's a place for collecting preserving all the old los angeles signs las vegas las vegas signs sorry thank you i think there's one in los Los angeles too that's why i'm sure there is have you ever been there no, but every time I go to Vegas, that's one of the places that I want to go to that I never get a chance to see for some reason. Because I don't think it's... You have to sort of um, drive there. I don't think it's right on the strip. Um, right. So it's one of those things that it's always like, I mean to go, and we end up watching a show, or we end up going to a restaurant instead. Sure. But the next time I go to Vegas, and perhaps the neon museum will fly us there you and i so that we can record a podcast amongst the various um, signage that's there wouldn't the that be yard, the boneyard if you will. oh is that what it's called yes, oh that's boneyard. great the boneyard uh, you know nitty i find that people who are who don't have an interest to go to las vegas and i'm sorry to interrupt no, uh, okay. are the ones who end up loving, loving it, it more <laughs> It's funny you say that because um, I have a feeling that that could very well be me. Mm -hmm. Um, But you're not a gambler, right? I'm not a gambler, but 
I am into shows and Are you a fan of Kenny Rogers? <laughs> the gambler, if you will. <laughs> I can't say that I am a particularly a fan. Okay. However, I'm not a hater either. So. Do you know when to hold them and know when to <laughs> fold them? Know when to walk away and know when to run? That I can say, Margo, definitely. I know. Well, then you would fare very well in Las, in Vegas, Las Vegas, I would say. But it would be a lot of fun to go to the... Um, is it the Neon Sign Museum or the... Yes, that's what it's called. And Marco, actually, mm. I found the ghost sign that you were talking about oh, earlier the, in the, the podcast. I think it was cigarettes, right? Buckingham cigarettes. Oh, yeah, I think it's at Birmingham. So Buckingham cigarettes, yes, yeah. Yes, and we'll post a photo of that on uh, our Twitter at Listen and Sleep. Yeah, if you'd like to check out our Twitter, follow us at Listen and Sleep and subscribe to this podcast. It'll help you relax. At the very least, you know, Nitty, it's interesting. Um, remember how we said that this podcast, while its intention is to help people who have insomnia or people fall asleep, uh, we're finding that a lot of people are listening to it for different reasons. Mm-hmm. A good friend of mine, Zach, had said that his girlfriend had a bad hangover. And so to help her get over that hangover and relax in bed... He put our podcast on so that she could listen and sleep and sleep and get over her hangover. So and I'm did not, it work? I'm Do not we know? saying that this podcast is a cure for pain for hang for hangovers. It sounds like I have one, but it certainly can hurt. You know, Marco, that's a wonderful um, use of our podcast. I think. I, I'm I'm really excited to hear that and I hope mm-hmm. that anytime anyone has a hangover that listening to us would help them be cured of that how would you know you know cured? it's interesting we would have to think of a term because I know that the hair of the dog yes is a term that they use for um, a drink that you would have to help you with a hangover we would have to be, if that's the hair of the dog, I think our podcast would be the snout of the dog. And so we'd be the other end where you don't have to take a concoction um, for the hair of the dog. Uh, I don't know exactly what it would be, what the hair of the dog is. but uh, Well, I think it's any, any libation that you might consume. To help you, to help you get over the hangover. Right, but it has to be an alcoholic beverage, right? So whereas we're not a libation, we would be a auditory sort of assistance for a hangover. We would be the snout of the dog. Oh. Perhaps the ears of the dog, but I like the word snout better. Snout is a good word, Marco. You know, the snout of a pig and the snout of the dog help them find truffles. Um, oftentimes truffle hunters will use um, dogs and pigs to help them find truffles and it's because they have a very sensitive snout that uh, they're able to um, find the scent of well, the truffle. I know truffle. for dogs the mm-hmm. scent, like their sense of smell is their primary sense whereas for us it's more I think the eyes mm-hmm. um, for uh, dogs like my dog it's all about the scent first. So, um, if a dog is healthy, they will always sniff 
Sometimes you can even see them sniff the air. Right. Before you even know what's going on, they're sniffing the air, so... You know, it's interesting. Um, a dog's nose, when they're healthy, is really cold to the touch, it right? It is. It is. And, and wet. Um, Whereas when our noses are wet... It's a whole other... It's a, it's a different thing altogether, right? It's true. It's very true. I, um... I read something that said that um, a mother can tell their baby by the scent and, and like a newborn baby like mm. a few days old the mother like it was given different babies and blindfolded she was able to tell her baby based on the scent I know for my niece um, they did something interesting at her school when it was a parent teacher night my sister went to the school with her husband so my brother-in-law and my sister went to the school and they showed photos all the children's hands to see if the parents, I think it was just a fun little exercise, to see if the parents could pick out the hands of their children. Now, did your sister get it right? My sister did, but my brother-in-law did, did not. not. So it's just, an, and my sister's like, my sister said, I mean, it was, she said, it was obvious to me. Those were my daughter's hands. So it's just interesting, my sister's sort of sense of humor and the way she the way she dealt with that was quite funny. And you're very close to your niece, so do you think you would be able to pick out her hands? I think so. It's interesting. Um, as you know, I'm a hand model, so hands are yes, something that exactly. I, I notice. I actually will notice when a person has nice hands. Right. And when a person does not have nice hands. Right. I, I, or I'll notice if this, the hand has a a wart or a callus or a scar. That's or true because I recently had an injury on my hand. Oh my goodness! And you noticed it. Oh, I see. See. Um, I remember that. It's a weird. It's a weird sort of um, thing that that just comes into my consciousness. I guess. Speaking of consciousnesses, is it is that the correct term? Consciousnesses. Hmm. You. I don't know. Consciousnesses or conscious or just the con the conscious consciousness. You know, there's words that don't have that are singular and plural yes. all in the same, like fish, one fish or many fish. Oh yeah, or fishes, shrimp. Fish. Yeah, fishes no. isn't isn't or um, shrimp, right. one shrimp or right. many shrimp. Sheep. Oh, a flock of sheep versus a there's single, no such thing uh, as sheep's. No, I didn't. I didn't know that. Well, we hope you're counting sheep at this point, and you've been listening to the Insomnia Project with us, or at least that we've alleviated you from having to count sheep. <laughs> sheep. Um, as always, we are broadcasting from Toronto, and the Insomnia Project is produced by Drumcast Productions. Till the next time, we hope you listen and sleep. <laughs>